Welcome to the Deep Dietitians Podcast, where Michelle and Lucy having raw and honest conversations. We want you to eat with confidence and feel empowered to take on your life without obsessing over food. Yay! Welcome back, guys. Welcome to a very special episode that we are especially recording for the upcoming holiday, which happens to be one of my favorite holidays. And it's not because I was born on Thanksgiving back in 1992, (laughs) but it's probably because I love food. I'm with you. I love Thanksgiving. My birthday is between Thanksgiving and Christmas when I was younger. I would love it because our whole family would get together and it was like Thanksgiving and it was my birthday and it was Christmas and it was New Year's and like it was just a whole party for like weeks and weeks. <laughs> yes, I love that. I think I like loved Thanksgiving because it was right before, you know, the Christmas holiday and it's just, you know, the action before the action. And yes, I do love food. Um, but yes, yeah, such a good, such a good holiday. And we also want to say cheers to Sagittarius season. <laughs> Woo! Right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So Lucy and I recognize that with Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas and just holiday parties, even in these interesting times, I'm sure the Christmas cookies and baked goods and things will still make their ways into our houses and and possibly therefore our mouths. So although it could be exciting for some of us, it can also really be a stressful time, especially depending on where you're at on your on your nutrition journey um, and where you're at with how you're feeling in your, in your body and things like that. So we want to hopefully help give you some, some guidance and some tools to make it more enjoyable and to help you navigate this time of year. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about some tips because we were talking about this a little bit before where like, it seems kind of like second nature to us, but I do remember a time where I was going through the Thanksgiving period of like, Oh no, this is going to be scary. Even though I love food so much and it's you, it was always like a very good experience and like fun experience in my family. There was a time where I just personally, my own, my own self had a tough time thinking about the holiday season, especially with foods that I used to binge on or feel out of control around. Like you were saying, Michelle, like the cookies, like sweets and stuff like that. That used to be, I don't want to say my weakness because I feel like it's not great terminology, but that was the the pattern that I saw in myself was having a hard time saying no to those foods. Not that I had to say no, but like eating a comfortable amount of them. Right. It was hard to practice honoring your fullness cues, we'll call that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, I agree. I think that for me, it's like such a faint, distant memory that sometimes I like black it out. But yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think one of my past struggles and still something that can be challenging at times is when you're not around certain types of foods that are so delicious. And I'm so grateful for my family with, with which has a bunch of good cooks. It's, you know, you, I remember being younger and really feeling like, oh, like so stuffed and like, not even at Thanksgiving alone, but like any kind of holiday or any kind of gathering where there was that good food. Um, Because your mind, when you're learning to make more peace with food, your mind kind of is like, oh my gosh, like 
grandma's stuffing or like Nana's meatballs. Like I have to eat so much of it. Um, and, and that I think works against us. And that's part of the, the struggle around the holidays and why we end up leaving, you know, doubled over and physical pain, um, and, or, you know, the next day feeling real guilt and remorse, um, because we're struggling with kind of accepting when we, when we do overeat. So today I feel like we can talk about give you some, I think, tactical tips from like a physical standpoint with nourishing your body and also some um, mindset tips as well to, to navigate. So we want to kind of set you guys up for the most success. And also we have your back just in case things don't go as planned, <laughs> which is very real too. So how does that sound, Lucy? That sounds wonderful. I'm excited to dive in. So the first tip that I thought about when it comes to Thanksgiving is I think most people think about fasting the entire day so that you can eat your entire day's worth of calories at dinner or whenever your biggest meal. Some people do it at dinner, some people do it at lunch, but fasting the entire day beforehand What are your thoughts on that, Michelle? Yeah, you read my mind because that's exactly, that was like the first, (laughs) the first thing I wrote down right before we hit record was to, (laughs) I literally wrote, you need to eat before you get there. Stop restricting. (laughs) So I think, I think, you know, regardless if you're on a weight loss journey, you know, if you're on that end of the spectrum or if you are wherever you are. As a human being, before you get to whoever's house or your own house, you need to eat before 5 p.m. Because it just, it's not going to go over well. From a physical standpoint, you're going to be at risk. I don't want to say at risk, but more inclined to overdo it and then set yourself up for that position that we were saying we don't, you know, is unfavorable, which is feeling like super full, you know, really, you know, like not good in your body. And I think that I totally lost my train of thought, but basically there's, oh, that's just like not how it works. Like we think, oh, let's save the calories that like never works out as planned. So we definitely need to eat. And Lucy, I'm curious what you would say to someone like, because I feel like there's a lot of like, okay, I hear you. It makes sense. Like if I put food in my body, I... I'm less likely to like be a 11 out of 10 on the hunger scale, but that still feels really like counterintuitive to me because I'm going to eat a bunch of food. So why would I eat before? So what would you say to someone with that thought process? I love that question. I always love to encourage people to come up with their own solution. So the question I like to ask people is how do you want to feel when you show up? Do you want to feel ravenous? Because when you're ravenous, what are you going to want to do? Eat way past your point of comfortable fullness. If you show up at a comfortable level of hunger where you're like, I could eat, but I'm not super, super ravenous, that's kind of the best place to shoot for in my mind. Again, this is all up to you. You get to to decide how you want to feel showing up and how you eat. It's all all your choice. But you're going to give yourself the best ability to eat with intention and actually savor your food. If you're able to eat slowly, if you're able to eat mindfully and pace yourself and actually be like, Oh, I'm going to take a minute and just enjoy these mashed potatoes. If you're showing up, like having not eaten that day, it's going to be really, really, really difficult to be able to slow down, enjoy your food and also respect your fullness cues because 
The thing is that your body wants a certain amount of energy throughout the day. So if you don't get it throughout the day, you're going to, your body's going to look for it all in one sitting. And that's just not going to be comfortable at all. Yeah. I love what you're saying there. And I think that that's something for people to consider. It's like, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to save my calories because it just logically makes sense. And of course, society with the holidays makes it seem like that's a smart idea, but hopefully we're learning by now. Usually, usually the default with society isn't, isn't the way to go when it comes to food. Um, but yeah, I think, I think what you said about thinking about how you'll likely feel like number one, showing up ravenous. So let's just think about that. Like who likes, like, how do you like to feel when you're hangry? Like, how do you genuinely like to feel physically and mentally when you don't eat anything till five o'clock, probably not good. So like if you're starving yourself, let alone if you're getting, you know, that Thanksgiving, you know, workout in the morning, which I know some of us, you know, that's a big thing too, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just highlighting another good reason (laughs) to fuel your body before five o'clock. You know, number one, you're just not going to, you're not going to feel good up until five or optimal And then number two, even though in your mind, it feels like, oh, well, logic sense means I'm going to save, if I don't eat anything, then I have a thousand calories, or like I can, you know, eat a lot and splurge when in reality, that's not going to be comfortable. And, And if you're still not really sold on that, just think about in the past, like think about a busy work day when you don't eat all day and you come home and you gavone and it doesn't really feel good. You don't even really enjoy it that much versus... Like what Lucy said, if you show up to the party, you fueled your body regularly, like you kind of do on a, you know, a, a quote unquote normal day and you're comfortably hungry, you're going to enjoy the food there. And I think most people too, like forget that on the holidays, your stomach is still your stomach. You don't gain like more space in your stomach. So like it doesn't really change like how much you can fit in there, regardless of how many, how many calories you've quote unquote saved. So I think just being realistic with yourself that way is helpful to think like, like rather than trying to save calories, you know, that even if you save calories, physically feel good to front all of your calories for the day in one meal. Right. I think it's really important to have that reminder. And one shift I like to tell my clients is instead of thinking about your allotment of calories for the day, think about the allotment of space you have in your stomach. So Hmm. what would it look like if you said, okay, like what, not that there has to be like a limit to a food, to like your meal, to the food you eat, but if there was a comfortable amount, instead of thinking in terms of calories, thinking about what foods do I want to prioritize in my stomach? What is the experience I want to eat? Like, do I want to make sure I have pie and also turkey and also stuffing or whatever? What are you going to prioritize and how can you prioritize the feeling goodness? So instead of thinking of calories, because it doesn't, When we only think about calories, we don't always think about the sensation of how that's going to feel in our body and how that's going to affect how we feel. So instead of thinking of calories, switching it to how is that going to feel in my stomach? What does the space in my stomach have? How can I eat this? (laughs) And what can I eat in a way that I have an amazing experience and I also still feel good in my body? Yeah, I love that because it's true. It's not about the calories. I think it's everyone's different. And, and you, again, kind of know Thanksgiving or not, like, what is it? What is your past experience? Like when you do wait all day, and then you try to, you know, 
eat everything you can to, I guess, like not miss out, which we can talk about that in a second, but you know how that's going to feel. Like, how is that really going to feel um, eating a bunch of mac and cheese or with like a bunch of whatever? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, probably not, not the best. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of other points that are like, we can go in this direction, but what what are you thinking next? Or like, what would you say mm. after this? Or do you have anything to add to that? I love that. The one thing I do want to add is I think, what people don't understand, there's like the practical level of like, when you get to the end of the meal and you feel full, thinking about like, you're pretty much done. Maybe you have a couple bites left. And I hear this from people all the time, either in my, like my friends, family, but also from clients where they're like, ah, oh, why did I eat that? Like, why did I eat those, those last two bites? It really, like, I didn't eat them, but now I feel really bad. When you restrict earlier on in the day, that's the difference. Like when you see it, like that's where you see whether or not you actually fasted for the whole day or you didn't. Those last two bites that made you feel comfortable, that's the difference of you having a snack or another meal earlier on in the day. So I want to like ingrain it in there. It's easy to be like, oh, feel comfortable in your body. But like, I think everyone has had that experience of like, oh, why did I eat that? Like, it wasn't even that good to have that last two bites. You know, when you honor your, your fullness and you honor your hunger at the beginning of the day, that's when you can say, oh, I actually don't really need those two because I feel good. Those last two bites. Mm, I love that. I've never even considered the correlation of what you're saying. Can you explain that a little bit more? So you're, what you're telling people is that if you like, it's almost, is it like a, a scarcity thing where they're eating those extra couple bites at their Thanksgiving meal um, because they dishonored their hunger earlier in the day? Is that what you're saying? And now that they have the food in front of them, it's almost like a psychological thing. Like, Ooh, better finish this. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I, that's exactly it because this is what I like to think you have like a certain amount of energy your body wants to eat. And maybe there's an energy of like a snack in the beginning of the day, right? Or like breakfast, however many calories that is. If you don't get that at the beginning of the day, your body's still looking for those like four or 500 calories or whatever it is. So when you get to the end of the day and you're, you've had this full meal, your body's still looking for those four or 500 calories. So that's when you have that, like you see the misalignment of feeling full or even I hear this too of people like I didn't even like that pie like it actually didn't taste good or I didn't like that last thing it didn't actually taste good but I still ate it why did I eat that because your body's like hey we we still need the energy up in here (laughs) can you you know so that's when our primal instinct overrides our best intentions to eat mindfully and slow down and you know on our fullness and I think that that That's really like another testament as to why that doesn't work. Restriction doesn't work because now what you're saying, and I, and I would say definitely it's physiological, like you're saying, Lucy, and I think a little psychological too, depending if Mm -hmm. you're like still on board the clean, clean plate club. And I, we will touch on that um, in a second, but, or eventually here. But I think what Lucy, you're highlighting to people is that that idea is that's another reason why that idea doesn't work to save your calories. It backfires because your physical body knows how many calories to, you know, sure, our mind might get in the way of it sometimes. But the, the thing to keep in mind is if you when we don't space out our food like that and we don't honor our hunger earlier on in the day your body is going to want to kind of make up for those calories. Excuse me. But again, our stomachs don't change. Like our stomachs are our stomachs. So now your body is going to be like, yep, eat that bite. And it's going to be a more uncomfortable experience. 
And it's going to be unfavorable in the physical body too, to eat all of that at once and how we digest that and metabolize that versus if we just spread it out throughout the day, not only from a physical like standpoint, a physiological standpoint, are you going to feel better? It's more preferred for your body, but you're also going to be more comfortable and your experience at Thanksgiving dinner is going to be more enjoyable. So Mm -hmm. the next time you think about, okay, I'm going to restrict all day. We want you to consider like, not only like how you're going to feel at Thanksgiving when you're like, Ooh, yikes. Like that was a lot. But like, I would encourage people to think too, like, how does being in that position of uncomfortable fullness impact everything else? Maybe that's the, maybe that's what gets, what gets in the way of you helping grandma with the dishes or going on a walk with aunt Sue or, or participating in the experience of Thanksgiving because you're so stuffed. (laughs) And again, it's not to make anyone feel shameful. It's just to put into perspective of like, with that one decision earlier in the day to like restrict, it's kind of like a domino effect. So when we do silly things, sometimes like it can spiral into like, you know, we can avoid that spiral. I feel like that's what comes to mind. Well, I think it's good to highlight the the effects that a decision can have because a lot of people will be like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's fine. Everyone does it. But it's just, I like highlighting the fact that like, this is what the difference is. Like eating earlier on in the day, it could help you have a better experience during the actual holiday because food is a great part of it, but it's not the only part, right? Like you do want to go help people with dishes. You do want to go connect with your family and you're not going to be able to have those connections and conversations and the fun times if you are feeling so full that you can't focus on anything else. Did you want to add something? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think that's, yeah. It's just like, think about when you, the positives of when you feel good in your body and you might've had an experience when like you're out to eat and you honor your fullness and then the rest of the night is more enjoyable. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like choosing to fuel your body before Thanksgiving dinner can allow you to have a more enjoyable time. That's what I shouldn't have said it in the reverse way of like, if you don't do it, you're going to be on the couch. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that happens. Or like, that's what I want. Yeah. And that's, that's why I like to say, <laughs> exactly. It's your choice. And so like, there's no shame in anything you choose, but you get to choose the way you want to feel. And I think some yeah. people feel really disempowered when they don't understand how to set themselves up to make it a choice. I've had a client before and she was like, man, I way over eight. It was my husband and, um, and I had an anniversary and we ate so much and I loved it. It was so great. We had this full feeling and it was like, she was like, this is what I wanted. And I was like, perfect. That's what feels empowering. But it feels disempowering when it's like, I don't know why I did this. I don't want to do this. And that's, right. that's, the, that's the difference. We want it to be empowered. We want it to be your decision. Exactly. So now you all know that to eat before Thanksgiving dinner, and it can help you feel empowered and feel you know, more comfortable in your body. So you can't say we didn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it leads us to one tip that I want to talk about is focus on having the best experience because I think sometimes we forget that eating more doesn't always lead to more satisfaction and a more pleasant experience. So when it comes to eating and finding your fullness point, again, we're kind of at the end of that meal and we're like, oh, do I want a second piece of pie? Or do I want, you know, a second serving of this? When you get full, food doesn't taste as satisfying. So once you get to that point, like the first bite you had of pie or potatoes or whatever it is, it's not going to be as satisfying as the last one when you feel uncomfortably full. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, when we are really fixated on food or we get to that point where we can't be intentional, it's hard to make this distinction. 
But the way I like to talk to my clients is like to set them up for having a satisfying experience, which typically means eating to that point of fullness where you can honor your fullness because you're actually going to get more satisfaction from your food when you honor that fullness point, because it's not going to feel good and it's not going to taste good when you're way past that point of fullness and you're like, oh gosh, I'm eating this. Like, yes, it does taste good on my taste buds, but like, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. I feel like this is where I always think like the society thing of like more is better. And it's like, more is not always better. Like it's not, that doesn't mean more is going to be more pleasurable. There is too much of a good thing, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. and, and I love what you're saying, Lucy. And it's like, when you start to become aware and just experiment with yourself and you know, maybe you do this before Thanksgiving if you want to test the theory out um, of like, let me just see what happens when, if you're someone who does tend to overeat your favorite foods, because you're like, oh, well, it's so good, Michelle, I can't stop. It's like, just see what happens when you experiment with eating, like, like stopping before you get to that point of absolute fullness. And then notice like how that experience was, was it really worse because you didn't put yourself into the the fullness or was it actually a little bit better because you felt good? And now you're like, oh yeah, it was delicious. It was not only did it taste good, but I felt good after because I, I love that. I think that most people are like, I got to take all the mash, but like so much of it. And this kind of coincides with, with what you're saying is to, I encourage you guys to like take less, like make a plate and remember, like, there's a really good chance. Like if you want seconds, they'll be there unless there's like not a lot of it. But even then, like, I would really encourage you to, to build your plate with like smaller portions because it's going to be a lot easier to honor that fullness when you have less on your plate. And then you can have more of a taste of everything. Because again, I think we think Thanksgiving, I never get this. I never, so I got to take all of it. And that's where the, on our plates, we kind of set ourselves up for an even like more of an obstacle to honor our fullness. Mm -hmm. Did you say, or or did you have? um... No, I love that. It's just one of those things where it will feel better to, to take smaller portions, but knowing that like, you can always get more if you want. And I think that's where people get uh, like, I don't know, it, it can feel uneasy to be like, wait, but I don't want smaller portions. And just knowing it's like, you can have as much as you want. It's there, but it will be helpful to, be able to be more mindful. And so I think the, the mindset shift that we can use here is instead of saying, I need more food to have a better experience. What we need is more mindfulness. How can you let a smaller portion be enough, right? How can you slow down with every single bite? Because when we're not present, of course, we're going to want to have another and another, another bite because we think what we're looking for is in the next bite, but really it's in us slowing down and saying, Ooh, what are the flavors in here? What is that texture? Oh, do I even like this? How is it different from last year? How is this making my body feel right? Instead of being like, Ooh, I need another bite. I need another bite. It's going to make it better. It's like slowing down will make it better. <laughs> Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that we, we definitely think just like more is better. And we think that we forget like what, a like what actually makes the food enjoyable um, because you're going to miss it, like the flavor and the taste and all of that stuff. And, you know, the deliciousness of it, if you're just so focused on eating it, eating as much of it as you can, because you're like deprived of it most of the year. And that, that kind of is what I think brings us or brings me into the, there's so many things now that I'm <laughs> but, like, I feel like what this, conversation reminds me of is like, I think that 
people struggle with the holidays and, and Thanksgiving because we also have this like rare factor or maybe that's not the word, but like the foods that are offered on Thanksgiving, like we only give ourselves permission to eat them on the holidays or on Thanksgiving, which makes what me and you are saying right now might, might make this, you know, a little bit more difficult for people because they're, do you know what I'm saying? Cause they don't give yes. themselves that permission. So I think it's also, if you're really struggling with this or you find yourself struggling, I would encourage you to like check in with yourself and ask, are you quantifying these food or are you qualifying these foods as like only on limits on Thanksgiving? Because again, it goes to that like binge restrict with anything or just restriction mentality of like, if you restrict yourself from mashed potatoes or if you or stuffing or whatever all year round, then you're probably going to, you might struggle with like just taking a little bit, like, you know what I mean? And this is just, I mean, this is time for another episode, but like, this is exactly why diets suck because situations like this just don't, it, they're not feasible because God bless everyone on keto this year at the holidays, no offense, but like, it's going to be really hard to, cause where do your mind, where does your mind go? cheat day. Well, whatever. I'm just going to abandon all cues because I'm already jumping off the ship. I'm going to full throttle swim, like whatever it is. So I don't know. That's where my mind goes. So I feel like if you really are struggling, it might be a cue or a clue rather to see how you view food like the rest of the year. And this is why not to, not to feel shameful or upset, but it it just situations like this really highlight the importance of making peace with food. That wasn't wasn't really a tip. I feel like that was just like a something to observe. (laughs) Well, it's really true because when you feel like a food is novel or it's exciting, and again, you only have this, like you only have access to this one time of the year, right? It's like a cheat day. In our mind, I think the way we interpret it within that line of thought is it's okay to override how my body feels because of the fact that I can't have this any other time. It is novel. It is exciting. So how I feel doesn't matter. But if you're going into an experience thinking how I feel doesn't matter, of course, you're going to walk away feeling really terrible because you're operating under the the thought process and the, the guidance of like, oh, well, it doesn't matter how I feel. Right. Where, like you said, your stomach is with you, whether it's a holiday or not. So let yourself have more. And like, this is the thing is like, if you feel full after one or two servings of mashed potatoes, there is more for you there. If you wait a couple of hours until you feel hungry again, you can have it if you want. And that's knowing that that permission is there later helps you honor your fullness in the moment. Totally. And we definitely do that in my family. We, we get into the leftovers before the night's over, but yeah, I think just like with this advice or tip here, it's like, remind yourself that that you have technically, whether you're on a diet or not, like that's, you know, your prerogative, but technically you can have this food any time of year. And just giving yourself that permission, I think is freeing and helpful in the, in how much of it you choose. And then, you know, a, a, a subset of that is what you just said, Lucy, like you can take a doggy bag or you can, you know, go back to it in a few hours um, but we really want you to to honor to honor your body. And if you, when we're gavoning or taking much more than our physical body can handle, that's when we're kind of getting away from staying connecting. And, and I think that's when we feel the worst too, because not only physically, it's kind of like 
oh, why did I do that? Which we know now on a physiological level, there's a reason for that. But also like, it just doesn't feel good when you, so you think in your mind, like, well, it's a hashtag cheat day, or it's like hashtag Thanksgiving. But at the end of the day, like when you make decisions that are out of congruency within yourself, that's, I think where like the mental guilt and shame comes from. So now you're dealing with (laughs) physical uncomfortableness and then you're dealing with that. Oh crap. Like I really didn't want that. Why did I have that? Um, so I feel like that kind of leads into like, stay connected to yourself throughout the situation and sell some self-talk. Like there's mashed potatoes in the fridge for later. If I want, like, I don't need this right now. Like I have access to this whenever, like, yeah, staying connected. And that's like a super practical tip I would love to give everyone is practice some mindful eating, which I know that's super vague, but to me, that looks like taking deep breaths before you eat, while you eat, checking in with yourself to say, how do I feel physically? How do I feel mentally? How do I feel emotionally? Am I getting really triggered by this political conversation? Okay, maybe I need to slow down how I'm eating, right? Yeah. Like I feel <laughs> that's something the that's The whole probably... bottle of wine's gone as yeah. well. Like, <laughs> checking with yourself. Yeah, so like check in and focus on the flavors, focus on the objective things. I always, always like to say too, pretend like you're Captain Obvious when you're mindful eating. Be like, oh, wow, these potatoes are... I don't even know what color tan (laughs) or I guess. Right. Or be like, Oh wow. It tastes savory or it tastes sweet. Or, you know, this pumpkin pie looks this way. It's got a mushy texture that I'm not describing food. (laughs) 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 But pretend like you're captain obvious because when that's happening, you're present there in the moment and you're listening like, Oh, I feel 50% full right now. I feel whatever percent full you're staying there with yourself. You're not getting lost in some other mindset of like, oh no, cake and pie is bad for me because you're not going to be able to listen to your body if you're feeling guilty about these foods or you're feeling guilty about yourself or you're getting caught up in different conversations that might be stressful for you. Yes, definitely. And I love that. Like, I feel like the the overall is stay connected. And what Lucy, you're pointing out to everyone is there's like a handful of ways to do that. When you're eating, um, like focusing on the food, the flavor is is definitely one way. In between meals, you can continue to stay connected to your body. You can ask yourself the questions, how you're feeling. Um, I I find a way that's helpful, and I share with clients is like, especially if you're like get new to this, staying connected to your body. Like, ask yourself in your head, like, if I were to rate my hunger on a or my fullness on a scale of one to ten, where would I what would I rate it as? And then just something about quantifying that helps you automatically go from your mind to your gut and like it can make that connection. Another one that comes up too, it's like when, you know, someone's offering you food. I know that's like a whole nother tip in itself. You know, ask yourself, like grandma offers you the pie. Ask yourself, do I really want that? What's my fullness like, you know? And again, some some of you might say, hey, I'm super duper full, but I'm not missing out on that pie. That's fine. We're not, you know, that's your prerogative. For those of you though, who want to exercise that like, honoring your fullness, remember that again, you have permission to say no, thank you to say, Oh, thanks grandma. Not right now. And so when someone asks you and offers you food, give yourself the permission to ask yourself, do I really want this again? Silly sounds silly, but like creating that pause helps you and then decide from that place. Not just because, Oh, Lucy's offering it to me. I have to take it. So I feel like maybe we should move into like 
I don't want to say food pushers, but like how to handle that situation. What do you think? I love that. I think that's a really important part of this conversation because especially when we get around our family and food is very much a love language for many people, it's like, oh, well, I feel bad if I don't accept what, you know, my family members offering me. And so we say yes, because we kind of want to people please, but it is very okay to say no. And I love that you said, take that pause, because I think we can very quickly just react and be like, oh, yes. But there's a lot of other options that you can take. But I think that's such, such, such a good conversation and good thing to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people struggle. And I think that that's where you, again, result in those two things that you don't, where you don't feel empowered, which one is you're physically stuffed because you said yes, when you really meant no. And two, when you feel out of alignment internally and you're like, shit, like I wanted to say no, but I did it because of grandma or whatever. RIP to my grandma, both of them. (laughs) 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 And yeah, I think that's where we want you to it's the choice is yours, but our goal for you is to feel empowered and nourished and free in these, and in, in your truth. So just remember, like it is worth pausing. It is worth remembering. You have the permission to say, no, thank you. You have the permission to risk disappointing someone else over yourself to stay true. And I think there's other ways to handle that too. It doesn't have to be harsh. You don't have to break grandma's heart. I mean, do you want to share Lucy, like what some of the tactics you personally, you, I feel like all of all humans have encountered this, like a scenario. Like yes. that. So I'd love <laughs> to hear what you use or share with your clients. What I like to say is, is like, a, Oh, that does look really good. Like that looks delicious. I really do want that. And I'm full right now. Can I have some for later? Can I save some for later? Or, Oh, thank you so much. I don't, you know, I don't feel hungry enough for that right now. You don't even have to say I want some for later. Like, I just don't want it right now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my go-to. I love that. Yeah. I love how um, you're much nicer than me, (laughs) depending on who it is. If it's family, I could just be like, ah, no. Like, (laughs) Um, no, thank you. But yeah, I love how for those of you like who are, this is new and you're so used to saying yes. I love how you sandwich that too with like, oh my gosh, that looks delicious. Thank you so much. Like compliment almost like, I can't wait to try that. Can you save me a piece for later? can you wrap me a piece to go? Whatever it is. So I think there's like, I think you said this earlier, Lucy, like everyone's solution looks different or like you get to get curious what's going to work best for you. So again, maybe practicing this on people or scenarios before the holiday, if possible, with your boyfriend or girlfriend, who like someone who you're you're more comfortable with, but still might feel a little stretchy to, to say no thank you. Maybe you're out to eat with your boyfriend or a friend And you're sharing something like, you know what I'm saying? Like practice that it's that same muscle. So then when grandma or whoever it is, boyfriend's mom is offering you, you can feel a little bit more confident to say, oh, you know, it it sounds so good, but no, thank you. Not right now. Because the goal, at least for what I wish for everyone and for my clients is to, at the end of whatever it is, to really honor your truth and allow you to be the the deciding factor of whether or not the food goes in your mouth <laughs> rather yeah. than just putting it in your mouth because of guilt. Cause that's no, it's not enjoyable, right? Like that's not, it's not fun. So I think some people just hearing that they have the permission to say no is, is that is mind blowing. And then also too, to, to know that there's options, like you said, Lucy, like to 
put it so kindly as like, oh, like, you know what? No, thank you. Like, that looks really good. But the point is like, you are in the driver's seat on the hot, like you are in the driver's seat when it comes to your body. And we just have to kind of practice those muscles. Yeah, it's true. And I love that you say that because some families, like I can be nicer about it. I guess my family is not that pushy if they're like, okay, like you don't want it. That's fine. But some families I know are more pushy, but ultimately no one else is experiencing your fullness. Only you get to say when you're full, like it could be at one piece of pie. It could be at three pieces of pie, but only you get to say that your family might think that they know, but they don't know. Only, you know, I don't know. Michelle doesn't know only you and your body know. (laughs) So it's okay to honor that. And I think you're right, Michelle. I think just knowing that you have the permission to say no can be really mind blowing at first. So practice it. You just may not be used to it. So it feels hard, but the more used to it you get, the easier it will be. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that is, you know, it's a work in progress and don't be too hard on yourself. If you, if you do do it and you didn't want to, it's, it's a journey. And I do want to touch on that, how to deal with that if you did have a tough time. But before that, because I'm thinking, Lucy, too, of like the opposite end of the manja manja, like when you're, you know, not hungry and your yeah. <laughs> huge family is pushing food down your throat. What about the people who are self-conscious of eating Can we give any words of advice for people who are like, we gave the tactical things. What about like before you walk in the door to the Thanksgiving party? Is there anything that comes to mind to help people feel more empowered like when they're eating and when they're like with their food choices? Yeah, ultimately before you walk in with any choice in life, you never have to justify why you do what you do. If you want to do something, that's justification enough. So if your family is like, why are you eating that? You could say, because I want to. Why are you not eating that? Because I want to. So ultimately, going into the experience saying that like what you want is what you get to have out of this experience. So if you want to eat all the things, great. If you don't want to eat all the things, also great. But whatever you want is okay and acceptable. And you can definitely have that. Whatever the experience you're looking for is, it's totally fine. You don't have to justify what you want or your actions. You can just say, because I want to. If someone asks you, say, because I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think that, I, I think remember to exactly that. You could just, I feel like I love, it's that simple where you're just like, I want to eat this or no, I, I, why don't you want that? Because I don't, I'm not hungry or whatever. And I want to just encourage people too, who are like struggling to remember, like when people are making comments it's a nine out of 10 chance. It's a projection of their own food issues. Everyone eats, you know, that saying, you know, that it's saying about opinions, opinions are like, you know what everyone has when it's kind of like, I feel like it's similar with like food. Everyone has something to say because we all eat. So I think just remember, you know, before you walk in, if you're someone who's struggling on your journey right now, with comments, like remember, like their comments aren't my me to worry about. They could say what they want. I know it's hurtful when you're not fully there. Your your energetic shield, as I like to call it, isn't fully developed yet. But just remember that going in. And like Lucy just savaged that, like, because I want to. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You could just remember that. And then like, I want this to be a reminder too, for those people who like, remember how it feels for you to receive a comment like that. So be mindful of 
how, what you say to other people, moms, daughters, aunts, I feel like men, I don't know. I'm not as an expert as, but I don't want to like, I don't want to like be sexist here, but I feel like women, it's more of like a talk. So for anyone listening to like, think about how it feels when someone makes a comment about your plate and about what, what you are and aren't eating. You probably wouldn't want it. So I would encourage you this holiday season to also watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my sad part. (laughs) But like, I feel like we all need that reminder too. Like, so obviously if you're probably listening to this, you probably are mindful of what you're saying, but just be cautious. Keep your eyes on your own plate. I have a couple old videos, Lucy. I don't know if you've ever seen on my Instagram, the choose my plate, like, or no, it's like, (gasps) No, it's not your plate. It's my plate. It's it's really funny. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you did it with your mom, right? I did it with my mom oh my and gosh. my sister's boyfriend, and I think it was because of this. It's like the food shamers, mm-hmm. and it's like all you have to do is like, it's my plate. Like, don't worry about it. Just yeah, <laughs> you guys could check out the video if you if you're curious. Yeah, but I don't know. I just wanted to say that too. Like for the food pushers, the food shamers, please stop and. On that note, even if you think it's a positive comment, it's not. It's still a comment. Mm-hmm. It's still your opinion. And it might be hurtful where people are like, oh, well, you're eating so well. Oh, it looks, you know, it's like, hate, like it's annoying. It's still not because you're still insinuating that there are good and bad foods and you're doing it right, the right or wrong way or the way you were doing it before isn't good. So you can it's- say this food is delicious, but that's, that's the furthest the comment <laughs> I would say you can go. <laughs> right. I think people think they're commending you, especially as a dietitian. Sometimes to like, well, you eat so well, and it's like it's so annoying. Please, yeah. yeah. We're like, you're gonna eat that? I'm like, yes. Watch me. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. Yeah, it's like people would be like, people are like, oh, it's like, oh, well, are you really gonna eat that? Why are you eating that? You know, it's bad for you, and you can just be like, because I want to. I'm gonna I don't use, believe what you believe. <laughs> I think I'm gonna use your tactic next time I hear. Yeah, because I want to. Well, what I like. Oh, it's annoying. <laughs> um, I get to make my own decisions and I want to. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's why. I think with that being said, do you have any advice, Lucy, for someone who wakes up Friday morning and totally like they listen to this, they have the best of intentions and everything just went out the window. They blacked out on Thanksgiving. Do you have any advice like if you... Or if they catch themselves and they're like, oh my God, I'm at the point of, I, I overdid it. I abandoned my body. Like, what would you say to that person? That's a really good, a really good question. Number one, the physical discomfort will pass with time. It feels really terrible sometimes when you're super full. Just know it will pass and you will feel better. That's just the way that our bodies work. Your body knows how to handle a lot of food. This is literally what your body was designed for. So you can trust that your body will digest everything. It will be fine. It is not okay to beat yourself up about it because you might think, oh, I'm a failure. I'm always going to struggle with food. No, this is literally just one time. And it's also a really challenging day of the year to eat. Like even more so than Christmas or really any other holiday, Thanksgiving is probably the most challenging holiday to navigate with eating and trying to do well for your body. So Don't let it be an excuse or a good reason for you to beat yourself up and be like, oh, I'm the worst. I'm always, you know, whatever. No, be kind to yourself. Ask, okay, I feel this way. What can I do about it? Would it feel good to go take a walk? Would it feel good to sit down? Would it feel good to drink water? Like, what would it feel good to do? And how would you comfort someone else who was feeling really full? That's what I would say. Yeah, I love that. And I would, I would say the same thing. Like, this too shall pass. Like, you did it. There's, we can't go backwards in time. 
what I would say is every like what feels like a quote unquote failure predicament always has some kind of feedback. So it's a good time when you're in a little bit of a better headspace, start to get curious, like with yourself, like, hmm, like, well, what happened? Like, you know, and I would really encourage this. I know a lot of people want to skip this part, but this is the crucial part that's going to help you on the next holiday, the next Christmas or whatever it is. Because when we take time to just reflect with curiosity about our quote unquote failure, we can kind of see, oh, well, you know what? I ate nothing all day. And you know what? I got over anxious and was starting to govern because you know what? I do restrict all those food stores. So get connected with yourself and curious about this so-called failure and be open to the feedback because honestly, like the failures quote unquote are the times where you get to learn like the most about your yourself and the areas that are like, you know, beaming for improvement and for you to look at. So I know like we don't, we don't want to aim to fail, but yet at the same time, when we do, there's so much value in there. I feel like what you said, Lucy is really good. Like, remember like this too shall pass. Like it's one blip, you know, it's not going to make or break you on your journey. It's actually going to, it's going to kind of give you some grit to, to help you in on your journey is definitely what I would, I would say that too. Yeah. I love, love, love that you brought that up, Michelle. And I want to highlight it again for anybody who only heard it once, because you need to hear it again, is use curiosity, not judgment. It's really easy to get in that state, especially if this is not something that's new. It's something that is very familiar to you to just judge the crap out of yourself, but use curiosity. There's so many lessons to be learned when we can kind of take that emotional sting away from it. There is so much to learn and do better from next time to be like, oh, actually, I really did get triggered by this person or I really, like you said, I was actually saying, I can't have this later. I have to eat it all now. So it's really good. And if anything, you get to say, wow, I didn't like how that happened. How can I do it differently in the future? It's you know, exactly what we're talking about, but like really just say, oh, I just, I just didn't like that experience. Mm -hmm. What can I do next time to have an experience that I do like, and I do like better. And don't skip the step. Like seriously, if you find yourself in this position, like don't just go to the gym and like, like work it all out and do something extreme. That's another episode, but like really (laughs) like, this is what you not making the time to figure, to get curious with yourself and about your behaviors. I can almost guarantee you is part a humongo part of the reason why you find yourself in these positions. Cause we kind of, there's shame around the the quote unquote failure. So we don't want to make time to investigate it because it feels gross. It's easier to be like, oh crap, well, I'm just going to restrict myself all day and go to the gym and pretend it never happened. And it's like, no, if you do, if you keep doing that, you're just burying the key to your freedom, which is figuring out why it keeps happening. And heck, maybe it's something simple of like, oh no, I literally like just didn't eat because I was running around. Like it doesn't always have to be a saga. Like I feel like we can make it deep. (laughs) It doesn't have to be super duper deep, but like it's important to just be curious about when these things happen. Yeah, (laughs) it's very true. I was going to say one other thing. Oh, the, especially after overeating and feeling really uncomfortable, it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm going to restrict the whole day again. But again, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So don't just restrict and eat nothing. (laughs) Like Like, don't do that. Then you're literally just exacerbating what just happened. So, so true. Do what feels normal. The beginning of this episode. That's like what you hear. Because we touched on that. And I feel like Lucy, like the one thing that was coming to mind 
like one of the final things that I always love to touch on is like, we view food as like, oh my God, it's like the highlight. And it is like, we love food. And if you're, you know, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but like, if you, you are just like, so heck bent on just the food again, no judgment, but if there's nothing else you're excited about, I'm curious where your other types of nourishment come in. So that's what I like to call the soul nourishment. So like, I want you to ask yourself, like, what else at this Thanksgiving dinner can bring me pleasure and joy? Because if we just go in on like, oh, the alcohol, the the food, that's where like the taking less is going to be really hard. Honoring our fullness is going to be really hard because if food's the only thing bringing you pleasure lately, then it's going to be really hard to honor your your fullness and your physical health and your physical body. So I would just, something that I share on the holidays is like, when you go to these things, like what are three other things that you can focus on outside of the food? Friends, connection, laughter, whatever it is. So don't put all of your soul nourishment or your pleasure in the food is what I would say. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that you brought that up because this is the deep dietitian aspect of this. You know, everything we talked about, I think it's practical and it is mindset, but this is like the deep stuff that people don't talk about. And you don't realize where if you don't have a good relationship to food, you might be so fixated on the food. You will forget that there's so much more to the holidays and honestly, just life. Food is a great enhancement. It's an awesome way to show love and feel more connected to people, celebrate traditions. Yes. And what is that tradition, right? Like what, what are you really there to be gathered for? Like being thankful for each other. And I know it sounds really cheesy, but it's true. Like food is the enhancement to something bigger and more important. And so if you were to not obsess over food and to not feel fixated on food, you would be more present with your relationships. Maybe you would laugh more. Maybe you would do dishes more. I don't know. Maybe you do something else, but there's <laughs> the soul nourishment part that I love you brought up that is going to feel more nourishing and help you eat in a way that feels aligned because the food isn't everything you're getting filled in another way area. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's where we, with Thanksgiving and with the holidays, like it's really easy to just focus on the food and the alcohol. Cause we like, again, society, like we glorify that and it's just an opportunity to like focus, you know, change your focus a little bit to not, you know, zap the fun out of food and the pleasure out of food. We don't want that. We just want to shift. Like if you had, again, Lucy, you're better with the analogies, but like if you had something to spread out, like if you had all your eggs in that basket, like food is the pleasure, like think about like, okay, what about bringing like a card game or bringing like other things that are going to make us laugh? And like, it's good. How, what are other things that make Thanksgiving fun and like the holidays? And then that way, like you're not trying to shove food as the only thing that brings pleasure to the, to the day. And it's going to be really easy. Well, not, I don't want to say easy. It's going to be a little bit easier when other things are bringing you joy than just the food. It's true. And when you like put such high expectations on food, that's when you can feel so extremely guilty or shameful afterwards is because food was the highlight. That was number one. That's everything. And so when it goes terribly in our (laughs) perception, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to feel really bad. But like at the end of the day, it's just one meal. Mm-hmm. And your whole life, you're eating thousands of meals. It's just one meal, 
right? But what you're going to really remember is maybe that one highlighted dish, but also the card game that you played or that one funny joke that was maybe, you know, a little bit on the edge that your cousin made or something like that. I don't really know, but that's, what's really more important. And when you can lean a little bit more into the soul nourishment things, the food doesn't become as big an issue and as big a deal. A hundred percent. It doesn't become as much of a stress to like going into the holiday. I feel like, yay. I'm just thinking of a horrible mac and cheese I made one year. <laughs> that was quite the memory. I used um, Ezekiel macaroni, like pasta. I was like, oh, wow, this is high fiber. Like it's going to be, you know, something a little bit more nutritious on this dinner table. And ooh, it was disgusting. <laughs> Speaking of memories. So now this is my year that I'm redeeming myself. I signed up to make mac and cheese and ooh. I'm making full throttle, like regular mac and cheese. Because, yeah, I can't afford to have another bad mac and cheese situation. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Do you know what you're making it? I have no idea. Usually what happens is my family plans out the whole thing and I just show up and I just chip in and like my mom will start the dishes and I come in and like finish the dishes. That's sometimes usually how it goes. So usually that's I'll have a hand in a lot of different things. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. Well, I feel like those were pretty... uh, good, hopefully valuable tips to you guys. Do you have anything to add, Lucy, or should I do the the recap? I think you should do the recap. I think this was a lot of stuff for, if this is new to you, this might be super overwhelming, but I love it. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This is new just, if you walk away with one tip, then that's great. Okay. So we have eight. So the first thing we mentioned is to eat before your Thanksgiving meal. Do not save your calories. Number two, we said more isn't always better. So when you're eating more food doesn't mean more pleasurable of a time. Just remember that. Number three, to help with that is kind of take less. You can always go back for more. Number four, remember and remind yourself that you technically can have this food, you know, all all the time. Give yourself that mental permission. Number five is stay connected to yourself. So there's a couple different ways to do that. Number six is remember you can say no when food is offered to you, stay true to you. Number seven is if you overdo it, remember that this too shall pass. And number eight is to explore other ways to bring pleasure or nourish your soul outside of the food alone. How is that? Perfect. (laughs) Wonderful. Yay for a recap. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'd love to hear like what resonates with you. Um, if we missed a tip that you use that's been um, a positive thing that makes your Thanksgivings more enjoyable, um, that helps empower you, please let us know. We'd love to you know, share them on our Instagram and give you a shout out in our episodes. So please get friendly with us on the IG at deep, the deep dietitians. I can't second that enough. <laughs> I've loved all the comments. We already have like a question, which is very exciting, um, but we want to see the screenshots. We want to hear what you think. And again, please find us on Instagram. We want to meet you. Give us a, a review 
a five-star review if you want or anything truthful we'll take that too um <laughs> yes yeah, send this to anyone too who needs like a survival you know tips for the thanksgiving holiday if you found it valuable if you found it helpful and send this maybe do if you need to send it to a, a food pusher or something you can kind of low-key send it to them <laughs> if they need the friendly reminder but <laughs> In all seriousness, guys, we're wishing you a a happy Thanksgiving. Stay nourished, stay empowered. And we look forward to connecting on another episode of The Deep Dietitians. Woohoo! See you next time.